Welcome to the Daily Grind. My name is Kelly Johnson, your fun and friendly host. We are on our first bonus episode of season two, the very best one yet. Before we get into our bonus episode, I want to give a quick shout out to our Daily Grinder, Connor Christian. He's quite the talented musician as he plays our intro and outro uh, song on the podcast. And he auditioned for The Voice TV show and will be on next week. How exciting. So congrats, Connor, and we wish you all the best on The Voice. And here's your fun fact of the day, sent in by Crazy Blitz from Tempe, Arizona. Did you know that humans share about 50% of their DNA with bananas? Thanks for sharing the fun fact, and stay tuned to the end of the episode to actually find out how to submit your own fun fact. We have a special guest on today's show, so we'll keep the introduction short. We'd like to introduce Kim Bendix. Kim is the founder of Yugen House, a life transition coach and author showing people that there's a light at the end of the tunnel for everyone. She lives and works in Chicago, Illinois. So welcome to the show, Kim. Hey, thank you. Thank you. Very excited to be here. Very awesome to meet you, Kelly. Yes, likewise, Kim. Uh, yeah, you're in the heart of Chicago, where we're, we're based off for the co- podcast. So it's really cool to have a local on today's podcast, as well as to learn more about your story. Our listeners are beyond excited to, to to dive right in. So to get the ball rolling, can you tell us uh, who you are, where you're from, and what you do? Yeah, well, like you said, my name is Kim Bendix. I'm a life transition mentor uh, based out of Chicago. I'm from Chicago, grew up in Albany Park, right in the heart of it. And that's basically all I do. I do have a day job. I work as an HR manager for a finance company in Chicago Loop. But my primary focus right now is getting my business off the ground and, you know, helping as many people as I can. Wonderful. Yes, that's that's why we have you here on the podcast to help our daily grinders out there, as well as our listeners tuning into today's show. So we'll learn plenty from Kim throughout this interview. So Kim, yes. How did you first become interested in life transition coaching and mentoring? Yeah, that's a really good question. A little bit of my backstory. So I kind of started off as an actor and a musician, um, which I actually did for a majority of my childhood and growing up, you know, almost 20 years. And, you know, after about 18 years, I was like, you know, uh, this, this isn't what I was put on earth for. You know, I've learned a lot in that life. I've had a very unique background and in a life history, but like I said, my mid twenties, I kind of decided that that job just wasn't what I was put here for. So I got out of that and I enrolled in a university, Washington state, and I got my degree in psychology and counseling. And it took me about seven years because I did that for part-time as I was you know, building my career in HR. Also, I was a single parent. You know, about four years ago, I decided to start writing this program called the Tangram, uh, which helped me just discover that life transition mentoring label. I'm not sure if that's like, you know, 
everyone knows about that, but that just helps me, you know, or it, it aligns me with my life experience and just why I was put here on this earth. So it's kind of cool. Yeah. You have quite the grind going on really unique story as well. So we'll have really great insights into this area. I think you're our first on the podcast to dive into, you know, life transition and mentoring that, mm-hmm. that combination. So yeah, that leads me up to my next question. So what led you to starting a Yugen house? Yeah. So when I was going through my schooling to become a counselor, I just knew that being a therapist in the traditional sense was just not it. There was some reason I was not vibing with that title and just the the whole medical, you know, Western culture and, you know, treating everything with medications and stuff like that. So I spent a lot of time just, you know, figuring out what I could do to just support people just based on my own personal life experiences, which are just unique uh, in and of itself. And just, you know, one day I was just, I was taking a shower and I closed my eyes and I just put my head back, rinse out the shampoo, you know, just rinse out my hair. And I just saw this house in a mountain and it was just this beautiful house with like a sunset behind it. And I closed, you know, w- when I had my eyes closed and I just felt that this place was a sanctuary and it was just there for, you know, people who are seeking help, sort of like that place you'd go to for a community or just support in general. And that's kind of the concept of the Yugen house. It's a physical, eventually it'll be a physical place, but a physical place for you to go to find support and community and basically uh, a lighthouse, if you will. <laughs> yeah, I really like the visual- visualization. I guess first to just your aha moment and, and begin beginning that you can have some what entails uh keywords that you mentioned so far community that support system so super important uh with people going through the life transition and are seeking help and want to have that uh that support along the way so yes tell us more about you house yeah so like i said i wanted to be eventually a physical location with that that support of a community because in my life path I did a lot of things by myself. And one thing that I really, really needed, wish I had, was that sense of community or somebody to mentor me through these, like what I call the dark night of the soul. So, you know, this is basically the Yukon house, which is going to be the the, the business name or the, the model is, has the Tangram, which is based on the teachings and um, exercises that I've discovered through my personal life experiences. And then also research within motivational psychology, positive psychology, my schooling and uh, everything else. But, you know, it's not going to only include the program, but it's going to be also a resource for people that need help, like finding housing or support centers that are near them if they're far away from where I am or the the Yugen House would be. It'll help find a counselor for you or low-cost healthcare or anything, honestly, that you would need in order to better yourself. That's that's really great to hear, Kim. Just the yeah. the number of resources that you're you're going to offer, and again, going back to your your background too in the, in this area, psychology, and being able to motivate people and also help them throughout their journey. Again, finding that light at the end of the tunnel. So yes, uh, speaking of you, pra- as you practice in this area, what are like some of the common reasons why people struggle to stay focused and reach their goals? Yeah, some of the the really unique things that I'm seeing is a lot of socially conditioned reasons. So, you know, American culture in general, they just condition us to believe in like quick success and the expectation that others are going to do the job for us. So if I pay them a certain amount of money, they're going to do it for me. And they're really the hard work. the, The proof is in the pudding, right? You're going to be successful if you put in that hard work. So I think, you know, 
obviously success is not uh, achieved by just following a simple formula. It's not linear. They're going to make a lot of mistakes and have a lot of setbacks and redirections. I mean, I changed my, my college major maybe seven times before I decided on psychology and counseling. I was originally going to be an archaeologist. But, you know, it's that's just an example of, you know, you have to get into the thick of it to understand what it is that you need on your path. That's really super discouraging for a lot of people. So, you know, when we get discouraged, we go we go to what makes life easier for us, which is often that quick fix stuff like surgeries or pills or distractions or God, social media. Uh, we fail to turn inwards and, you know, find uh, intrinsic motivation, which is like a self-propelled motivation towards achieving goals rather than an extrinsic one, which we find through others. So another reason is, you know, why we we struggle to stay focused and say our own path, obviously, is because we haven't identified our own morals and values. So we have no idea what the hell we're doing anything for other than what other people are telling us, right? So we need to find what, what motivates us the most and, you know, or we inherently lose that focus that's required to be successful. So those are the common, some of the common things that I see with people who are struggling to stay focused and even just attempt to identify a goal, let alone reach them. Yeah, really well said, Kim. You're shedding a lot of light in regards to this area. And this is a common thing that our Daily Grinders as well have on the show. If they're going through a life transition or just in general trying to achieve their own goals or, or things behind intrinsic motivation, you mentioned a lot of great <laughs> I would say great reasons because people don't want to have struggles in this area, but uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's it's good to be able to identify and recognize them. Yeah, super important. Definitely. Yeah, yeah you mentioned earlier in the introduction, you're an author. You're also uh, launching the Tangram as a book. So what was your motivation behind writing? Yeah. So originally I started the program with the intention of it being a one-on-one -on -one mentorship. And, you know, that works well for the people that, you know, could be like, oh, I have all the money in the world to give to a motivational coach and blah, blah, blah. But then I looked at that business model from like that high level perspective. And I was like, yeah, that's great. But now how am I going to get this to the people that actually need it? Because, uh, you know, not everyone can afford a private mentor or anything like that. So that's when I started writing the program into an actual book when it's actually going to be a, a workbook. And it'll be the first of a, a series. So, you know, that book, I plan on, you know, putting them either up for sale, or I'm going to donate them to charities, give them away to those that need it the most, and just basically put it out there as a tool for people to use. So my primary goal wasn't to make money, obviously, it's just to give the people the support that I wish I had early on in my my dark night of the soul to make so basically that is my motivation between behind writing the actual book is to get it to the people who actually need it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, really well said. We're excited for you, Kim, for when, when the book does launch. And I think you hit the nail on the head in regards to just being able to have that community outreach and getting it out to mm -hmm. people that need it. You had that problem that you identified and able to recognize it. And now you have a solution to, to people that have similar situations. So I think that's really important. Uh, again, mm -hmm. um, for our listeners out there or people in general that are looking for support in, in this area. So yes, the, the Tangram. Your seven-step program that helps build habits for success uh, through guided reconnection to the true self. Uh, tell us a little bit more about the program. Yeah, so the Tangram is basically during my own journey, uh, I kind of discovered that there's seven components or traits that we need to evolve. And those are seven traits are your morals and values, grit, 
So your ability to persevere, confidence, your autonomy, or your ability to be alone, your intrinsic motivation, like I mentioned before. So being motivated internally rather than externally, your mental balance. So, you know, your sense of humor, the way that, you know, you're dealing with stress. And then the last is your physical health. So are you addressing the physical needs of your body, which is your temple? So in order to find uh, that success and whatever path we want to, we choose to take, you know, you have to evolve all of these uh, seven components. And I've named it Tangram because of the Chinese puzzle called the Tangram puzzle, which involves seven pieces. And when you arrange them in any way you want, you could form many different things. So like a fox or a house or a boat or whatever, you know, uh, basically that means that no matter what your goal is, whether it's losing weight, whether it's getting out of poverty, with you know, getting through a divorce, whatever it is, if you evolve these seven traits, you make your own story or puzzle. You could just, as long as you evolve those seven traits and put them into your own puzzle, it's going to be success. So the first step, um, obviously, you know, involves taking a, a survey. So I have a 32 question survey that I very, very intricately wrote that rates you on each of these seven components. And uh, with that information, you know, we move forward on improving each of those traits that you might be lacking in. So let's say you scored low on grit, we would start to implement exercises to improve your grit. And then, you know, we work through those based off the research I've done in motivational and behavioral psychology, scientific studies, poured my heart, heart and soul into researching as much as possible. I use a lot of CBT therapy. I even delve into Eastern spirituality. Of course, I bring my own personal experience in here with my unique life. And that's basic, the basic concept of the program is evolving these seven traits. And, you know, that first book I, I mentioned earlier that I'm releasing this year is actually going to be a workbook. So in that, you know, we just help identify some key terms. So I use um, very frequently, I use the work, I'm going to butcher his name, Mahai Chikshent Mahai. <laughs> He's a positive psychology research professional who, concept, who coined the term, term flow state. Flow state is what happens when your abilities align with your goals and your, your, your vision. So it's kind of like that feeling when you're, when time stop, like stand still, because you're having such an amazing time. Flow state, you can use in any part of your life, as long as you know how to achieve it. And it's about balancing, you know, your, your, your goals and your, your um, vision. So we talk about that in the first book, um, why it's important, how to achieve it. Uh, and we also talk about inner child, inner parent work. So the way that you speak to yourself internally is learned as a child uh, through your relationships with your parents. So if you have a negative relationship with your parent, more than likely now your inner voice is going to also be negative towards yourself. So we kind of learned how to, how to change that into a positive inner parent or inner voice. And then we also talked, you know, in the, the workbook about how to get our mental and physical health in order, just because you want to be able to, to have your body in an optimal, you know, experience, you want to have a flow state. And there's a lot more to it too, but that workbook is basically going to be something that you could use either standalone. Like, let's say you don't want anything to do with the program. You just need to get like a daily schedule set up and you don't know how to do it. You don't have a vision. You could use the workbook to do that. Or, you know, that's going to be the prep before you either have a one-on-one -on -one with me, or you start reading the rest of the book, um, rest of the series, or eventually, you know, if COVID ends eventually, and we're not grounded anymore, I could do these workshops and these seminars and, you know, you could bring the book with you. So that's a little bit on that. So that's, that's the seven step program. And that's just basically how you reconnect to your true self. 
Yes. Wow. Kim, yeah, we're, we are beyond excited for, for your workbook to launch as well as the, the Tangram. I think it fits perfectly uh, with your with your program. No no pun intended there. Uh, but yeah, you touched on a lot of key categories. I think just trying to achieve that optimal flow state as well as, you know, defining that balance from goals and, and the vision and being able to improve your traits along the way. I think a lot of people in general, they're able to work towards self-improvement, how to better themselves, things of that nature. So I think your program really is, will be put to good use to, to many out there in the world. So yeah, speaking of you sharing your wealth of knowledge with us on the daily grind, can you share some knowledge on steps to, to building discipline and strength? Oh yeah. Two of my stronger suits, I feel, you know, it's, and it's one thing to say, oh, I need more discipline. And, you know, what action are you putting into that other than like, I need more discipline? Obviously, there's parts of you that need to improve uh, in order to be more disciplined and they have more strength. And two of those uh, most important components that I've established in the Tangram are grit and confidence, which directly correlate with your strength and discipline. So how do you evolve those? Obviously, you know, there's many ways and this, we go really in depth in the program with this, but you know, you could start by doing a strengths inventory, figure out what your strongest skills are that make you more likely to achieve and stay in that flow state. Like I was talking about before. So, you know, how it, your, your vision aligns with what your skills are. So, you know, what is it that you're really good at and how can you make yourself better at that? How can you hone your skills? Does that mean you got to go back to school? I don't know. Do you need, <laughs> you know, it's a bunch of different things. Um, what's important for keeping motivation and building grit while you go through stressful situations is going to be your strengths. So this is, you know, you got to hone in on those things and also reconditioning that inner, that negative inner parents or reparenting yourself is incredibly, incredibly important to build your confidence since you can't, you can't really do great things when you have that little voice or that little, you know, devil on your shoulder saying, no, you're not going to do it. You got to really, you got to address that. Obviously, there's a, these are processes that take a really super long time to evolve through, not for everybody. Some could get through it really quick. Um, but that's a basic starting point to, you know, building discipline and strength on your journey. Wonderful. Yes. Well said, Kim. And this is just many of the, the topics that you go through uh, in the Tangram, as well as for our listeners out there that haven't came across your social already. You really share with us, again, your knowledge on different topics from strength and discipline to I, I love a lot of great co- quotes that you have on just being able to, as we inv- advance in life, as well as going through a life transition or really trending topics that are important, again, to better ourselves, self-improvement, uh, finding, finding that light at the end of the tunnel. So, uh, yes, one of the, one of your Instagram, I did, I did my research. So one of the, one of the <laughs> Instagram quotes that I really enjoyed that you, you posted was don't put yourself in a position that you could risk losing everything you've worked hard for. Can you explain more like the meaning behind it? Yeah. And I'm really glad you chose that quote because that's one of my absolute favorites. And something that I see a lot with my, um, with my clients is just, you know, the most frequent detractors that affect our ability to achieve and sustain success are temptation and distraction. And that quote is basically asking you to make a proactive choice and remove yourself from any environment where you could be exposed to these detractors. So a really kind of simple way, a crude, simple way of looking at it is if you're dealing with alcoholism and you've been sober for a year, the last place you'd want to go is to a bar. 
So you're going to probably avoid going to a bar. For someone who has an eating disorder, you're going to want to avoid going to a buffet or someplace that's going to make you feel or do something that would basically hinder you from achieving further success. So you have the ability to form your future based on your perceptions. So let's not put yourself in an environment that's going to change your perception. And that would be the basic premise behind that quote. Yes, I, I like it. Again, really great insight for our, our listeners out there, just understanding <laughs> temptation, distraction, how that affects affects their daily grind. Also, to we mentioned we touched on it a little bit earlier, but obviously COVID's going on during this time. But how is how is COVID affected how you work how, how you work with people right now? Yeah, it's a. I mean, COVID has all affected us in so many different ways, and for myself in this program. It actually forced me to put things on hold, which in essence, like sounds really crappy and you're like, oh man, I really want to help. But in essence, it's it, it was a good thing for me because I got to fine tune everything. I created so much in this past year in terms of like how I'm going to give this out to the world and, you know, how, what is the purpose of my plan of action? And I, I've never been able to really have face-to-face meetings anyway, because my clients are usually so sporadically placed in the U.S. So it didn't affect my ability to find people. In fact, actually, it's it's affected my ability to schedule as many people as possible because so many people have reached out. And they're like, oh, my God, COVID is, I lost my job. I've just had this epiphany, like, oh, my God, I don't want to do this anymore. And a lot of people are going through that right now, which is why this program is so great, because it helps you find that new purpose. And I think in a, in a way, it's hard to say this, but COVID has positively affected the program in so much as that now it is, it's helping people overcome the effects of COVID. So it's kind of like a a positive and a negative. So hopefully that answers your question. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a really great answer too. Just looking up to it in a positive mindset, just new opportunities or being able to, I guess, seize those opportunities. Uh, we've had past guests on the show, Daniel Cruz. He started Wash B&B last year during the heart of COVID. So, oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> Ian Caldandron, he started Grillsman uh, last year too, just in, in the midst of everything being shut down. So uh, pretty interesting, but you're able to, in a sense, kind of tailor to your audience. And you mentioned too, your, out, your community outreach, you're not just people based in Chicago. You're able to support people outside outside of Chicago as well. Oh, yeah. I think actually all of my clients are outside of Chicago. So it's not, yeah, even outside of the the U.S. too. So it's, you know, community-based support can be something that you experience, you know, just in a a virtual setting anyway. So I think that it it just, it, it helped. COVID helped the program to be better in essence, I feel. And even too, with your workbook coming out, it's uh, in a, it's convenience to people. So they're able to take it on the go or uh, wherever they reside or bring it along with Oh, them. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that I think that is also um, one of the, the perks of this book is that it's going to be small enough to put into your like purse or your backpack to bring with you as a resource to sort of look back. I have areas or I will have areas because I haven't designed the full book yet. I will have areas that you could write in like important reminders I also have people journal too. So it's, you know, you're going to always have some sort of like reminder system to um, you look at things positively. It's all about your perceptions. That's that's great to hear. Wonderful. Mm-hmm. Last question I have for, for you, Kim, from our daily grinders is how can they direct their energy into their life purpose and not by overthinking? 
Oh, overthinking. <laughs> oh man. Well, we've all been there, right? So let's just first, let's talk about what overthinking is. Um, and then we'll go over how we can uh, redirect that. So overthinking is the mind's attempt to bring order from chaos, which is otherwise known as entropy. So I'm sure you've heard that term before. And the the term, the full term psychological entropy, which was coined by uh, Carl Jung, is that overthinking dialogue a person has to sort of adapt themselves to change just in order to keep anxiety at a manageable level because obviously change is us leaving our comfort zones and that's scary and so when we overthink or we attempt to make sense of that you know the unsensible create scenarios or situations that don't exist which increases our anxiety and we end up putting all of this valuable energy into worry and, you know, anxiety instead of, you know, into our life purpose, which requires a hefty amount of energy. And on top of the energy, it also requires you to just let go and trust the process. And, you know, there's a lot, of, there's a lot to it, but, you know, how do you fix that? And there's a few ways, you know, we can regularly move outside of our comfort zones, do stuff that's scary because we have to get used to being scared. We need to learn how to meditate or have some sort of stress relief, you know, just to stop that cortisol release and to keep ourselves calm under pressure. We got to learn to let go of expectations. That's a huge thing. You know, like the Buddhist saying, expectation is the root of all evil. We have to learn to let that go. We need to become vulnerable. And this is a huge thing for the American culture because, you know, our society has conditioned us to just be afraid of being vulnerable because we have to be strong. Don't let anyone see the real you. So becoming vulnerable, it helps you put your energy into your life purpose instead of worrying about, you know, something else. We trust the process. And, you know, obviously most importantly, I feel is that we have to really stop expecting others to do this hard work for us. We need, it's, it's a hard reality, but success, it does not come to those who don't try. So I think that's how you could direct your life purpose is, you know, stop overthinking, trust the process, be vulnerable and open to possibility and get your elbows dirty. <laughs> yeah, really well. So these are great takeaways, Kim, for our daily grinders mm -hmm. out there and uh, people are going through, you know, a life transition or you know, just trying to buy themselves. Mm -hmm. You hit the nail on the head. I can, when you're listing off all, all the ways to help improve just from <laughs> stress, stress, have those stress relievers and trusting the process being vulnerable I can just like kind of visualize uh, the steps I, I need to start taking to, to do those things and small yeah. steps too you don't go from zero to a hundred like overnight it's a it's a process mm -hmm. yeah I think another one you could throw in there is stop multitasking <laughs> that's another big one I think people forget that you can't hit that flow state you can't hit concentration if you're like typing an email with this hand and texting your boyfriend on the other hand like we got to just do one thing at a time. And that's another thing that our, our culture has conditioned us to believe is that we need to multitask and that's a good thing, but in reality, it's really not. Yeah. yeah just being able to focus and uh, I guess prioritize and find that optimal uh, balance. So, oh yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> Wonderful. This is great, Kim. So yes, we, we talked about your, your daily schedule, your living, breathing, uh, the Yugen house and, and Tangram out here. What, what's going on on your daily grind uh, later this year? Oh my gosh. So uh, this morning I actually was doing research on the daily schedules of successful people. And I was watching some on uh, Picasso, Benjamin Franklin and Da Vinci. And I was watching what they did in their day. I'm like, 
oh my gosh, that's what I do. I need a break. <laughs> so I align more with like Ben Franklin. He was up at five. He was doing, he was literally working on his passion from dusk till dawn and he didn't let up. He found things to work hard for. And that's exactly what I've done. So I think later this year, after I have you know, release this program to the world and I could start, you know, culminating and building my, I guess, quote unquote empire. I'm going to take some time off and do what I, you know, practice what I preach, relieve the stress, <laughs> you know, maybe go to Aruba. I don't know, but COVID won't let me do that. But, you know, just basically go with the flow of what my life's purpose is, be open and vulnerable to change and kind of just, you know, release myself to my life's path instead of trying to have this rigorous schedule that I've been having for the past 10 years. <laughs> Wonderful. That's, that's awesome. Yes. We're looking forward to the, the workbook releasing as well as your program, sending out your message to the world out there. As we say in the daily grind, keep up the grinds. So Kim, do you have a word of the day to motivate our listeners out there or even a quote or a saying? Hmm. I have so many quotes. But I think what, what works actually is minimalism. So I have this perceptual shifting exercise that I do within the program. So after everything is said and done and we're looking at, you know, we're looking back at our, our progress and we're trying to bridge those old beliefs to our new ones, you know, just to, you know, start feeling good right away. I, I've come up with this term called a power word. So, um, you know, you're given an exercise during this program where you just look back on all that work and you, you see what you've done and you summarize it into this one power word. And that power word, when you say it out loud or you say it in your head, it kind of helps you evoke that feeling of like power and positivity uh, that you learn throughout the program. So sort of like that Pavlov's dog's bell, like you're a bell and you're like, steak or whatever. <laughs> so that's the basic concept of the power word. So for instance, my power word is Beyonce because why not Beyonce? <laughs> and when I say that out loud, it just turns me into that like boss you know, powerhouse that could take on the world to quote her song, strong enough to bear the children, then get back to business. Like that is my, my, I guess, spirit animal. Right. But that everyone's power word is different. You know, I've heard ones, I think one said like Dixie Carter from designing women <laughs> old school. One said kumquat. I'm not sure why, uh, but it, the power word is for, for whoever it is. So basically you know, go back, look at all the progress that you've done, whether that's in the past year or the past week, and just say, this is my power word. When I say this word, I'm going to remember everything I've done, and it's going to evoke that sense of power and achievements. And that could basically get you out of a slump right away. So I would say that would be my word of the day to motivate listeners. Yes, I think it fits perfectly with today's episode and to motivate us on our daily grind. That power word, I like it. It helps like trigger, you know, that right mindset, Getting, mm -hmm. getting your goals done or tasks uh, for the day, for the week, uh, whatever the time period is. So I think it's great, great uh, <laughs> takeaway for our listeners. Kim, last but not least, our, if our daily grinders out there have questions, comments, want to learn more about the Tangram, the program, how can they do so after the podcast? Yeah, right now I have my website being developed. Uh, that is theyuganhouse.com. You can also find me on social media. I'm only on Instagram uh, at theyuganhouse. I also have an email, kim at theyuganhouse.com. And um, that's pretty much it for right now. Things are in the works, but those are my main contact points. Wonderful. We'll put all of Kim, Kim's contact info in today's show notes, uh, where to find the latest and greatest on the Yugen House. So thanks again for tuning today's episode. A big thank you to Kim for being on the podcast. 
Hey, Daily Grinders, we want to feature you on the pod. Send us a fun fact. Use the online form in our show notes to submit a fun fact. Can't wait to give you a shout out. Thanks for tuning in to the Daily Grind this week. You can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to follow us on Twitter or Instagram, we are at Daily Grind Pod. Please also remember to visit our website, www.kjfwi.org, and comp our merch. Until next time, my name is Haley Johnson. Have a great day. Bye, everyone. This episode was produced by the Kelly Johnson Foundation with music composed by Connor Christian. Thanks also to our podcast team, Aiden Donaldson, Paige Albright, Lauren Ricks, and Mike Finkelstein.